Welcome to The Nest Podcast, a place where we have down-to-earth, uplifting conversations about women's health, healing, our inherent feminine wisdom, and the magic that happens when we decide to be the hero of our life and not the victim of it. Here we'll explore a wide range of topics, from holistic nutrition, metabolic health, and balancing your hormones, to mind-body medicine and how intuition, spirituality, and consciousness are revolutionizing health and healing. On this episode of The Nest Podcast, I'm joined by my sister Elise as my guest co-host as we discuss muscle as medicine and why muscle matters for not only our metabolic health and releasing extra weight, but also as a potent anti-ager, a powerful tool to balance hormones, beat fatigue, boost mood, and so much more. So sit back, open your heart and mind, and get ready for a dose of inspiration to motivate you on your healing journey. Let's dive in. All right, we're here. We're here again. We're this here. This is my third time. Your third time. And for those of you listening, we're recording this together in person in Elise's walk-in closet. <laughs> it's so glamorous. <laughs> it's our recording studio. The kids are downstairs, and your newborn baby is here with us as well. Yes, yeah. So you guys might hear her cry. That's okay. Elise just gave birth a week and a half ago, and I'm making her record a podcast with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a good sister. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about muscle and why muscle matters. Mm-hmm. So this topic, the reason why I wanted to talk about it and bring it into the podcast was it's come up not just in the nest. We did a whole master class on muscle as medicine, but also I am running right now a three-month program called sacred body and we are talking a lot about resistance training and weight training in that Mm -hmm. uh, as it applies to you know releasing body fat releasing extra weight and why weightlifting or building muscle mass is such an effective tool for that Mm -hmm. but I wanted to in a a less formal way than obviously the master classes that I teach I want to talk about it here because I think most women shy away from Lifting weights. Yes. Or building muscle. Yeah. And it's kind of a myth because everyone thinks they're going to get bulky. So we're going to dismantle some of those myths, but also talk to, you know, why muscle matters and why I think resistance training is actually not just an amazing tool to build vitality. So if you're someone who's looking to improve your vitality, like improve your energy, so, so big, having muscle mass is so important for that, but your metabolic health as well and anti-aging. A lot of people don't think about muscle as an anti-aging tool. They will spend so much money on creams and Mm -hmm. Botox and fillers and all of these things to fight aging when one of the simplest things you can do is actually lift some weights. So let's dive into this. Firstly, I want to talk a little bit about our experience with lifting weights because I think I think I have more than you. Yeah, but you know what? I was just thinking about that when we were starting this podcast, you and I have been talking about, so both, both Mariska and I have an undergrad degree in kinesiology. Yes, I forget that. Yeah, because we often <laughs> don't use it on a daily basis. <laughs> but anyways, but I was just thinking, you know, 
I may not have per se been lifting weights my entire life, but we both grew up on a farm where, I mean, we were handling calves and animals. And throwing bales of hay. Throwing, I'm the hay bale throwing yeah, champion. Shoveling cow manure <laughs> twice a day for three quarters of the year. So I might not have been using dumbbells, but I've pretty much been, you've been lifting re- weights. You've been resistance training. Resistance training with manual labor our whole lives. And it wasn't until maybe... I was in high school or university when I was out on my own, where I started getting into actually going to the gym and lifting weights. Well, that's why we did, because we weren't working anymore around the farm, (laughs) around the ranch with the family. And the irony is that's actually, you know, if you think about it, I think that's what gyms in many ways substitute Mm -hmm. is the fact that we, a lot of people don't they don't have to go split their wood or they don't have to like be doing these things. They don't that... have manual labor to do around their house. Yeah. Especially if you live in an apartment, you don't have anything to do around your house. Everything's done for you. Yeah. Like, or you in your, to go condo. Mow your lawn or split your wood. Like you said, exactly. Yeah. And so in many ways, that's what lifting weights substitutes, right. Or takes the place of, so yeah. So, but formally mm-hmm. in lifting weights or building muscle, I would say before we get into the conversation about why muscle itself is like, is just so amazing. Yeah. So you have a background like me growing up, mm-hmm. we did a lot of physical work growing up. So we were always very strong, but I got into lifting weights when our older brother, Anthony, remember he had such mm-hmm. an obsession with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I remember watching all the movies. <laughs> so our older brother loves Arnold Schwarzenegger still to this day. I think there's like, he has a Netflix, you're watching it. You're watching his Netflix documentary. So I remember Anthony was like, what was he 14? And I would have been 12. And that was like, I remember this, all the muscle mags, like coming Mm -hmm. into the house, like muscles and fitness and the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like encyclopedia bodybuilding and being around and dad bought us a universal gym oh yeah I remember it being downstairs we got it for Christmas one year we had this universal gym and it was down in the tv room I started working out yeah and because you know our brother was so into this and we would I would see these magazines and I would see some women in these magazines Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) sounds so embarrassing but I remember watching G.I. Jane yes who's the demi moore was in gi jane yeah and there's this one scene so the idea oh my gosh it's been years since i watched that movie but there was this scene with demi moore and she i don't know she got recruited into the army and she came in and they had to like whip her into shape or whatever and so it was just this scene of her doing a pull-up the pull-ups yeah and her biceps and for whatever reason I was like you know how old would I have been like 13 14 years old at that time probably I don't know but I just remember as a developing young woman and I had strength it was interesting how I grew up with strength being valued Uh um you know for women I would say like it's more stereotypically that men are valued yeah. for their strength. But in our family, you know, we were, it was really celebrated to be a strong woman. Mm-hmm. So I just remember seeing this like scene with Demi Moore, like pulling herself up and doing this <laughs> chin up and her biceps. And I was like, I want to be yeah, like that. <laughs> and so I started lifting weights too. And then I started buying the magazines, you know, most, most girls my age, I think were 
getting 17 magazine yeah, yeah. and I would buy shape and oxygen yes. yeah I remember reading your magazine I had a, such a collection of oxygen I know, magazines I inherited some of them after you left <laughs> <laughs> so I had all of these I, I just it just became this thing and I think too you know not to get too much into like the bo- body was or not what I'm what am I trying to say body image or anything like that but I think there was like a confidence that came with being strong for me growing up and um, this idea of like, I am not a skinny person. I Mm -hmm. like, I have a, how would you, I'm not big bone. I hate that when people say big bone, there is no such thing. I'm a strong woman. I have muscles and you know, I'm not a very, I don't have a slight frame. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the point is that I found confidence in lifting Mm -hmm. weights and I enjoyed being really strong and I loved the look of these women in these magazines. Well, they had beautifully shaped bodies, but it wasn't because of their bone structure. I mean, they sculpted their bodies. They sculpted their bodies with their muscle. Yeah. And so anyways, the point is that for me, it was just throughout adolescence into my teenage years and then into my 20s. Again, like you're saying, when we left mm-hmm. home, so I was lifting weights yeah. when I was home and we were working around the homestead with our parents, like for our parents. Yeah with our parents. And then I also got into competitive sports and I was highly competitive in track and field in throwing. I did do some running as well, but mainly throwing discus was my, Mm -hmm. was my sport. And I went all the way to Canada games. I went um, to nationals also and placed um, second in my age group. So, and for throwing, especially like with discus, it was all about power. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, getting into powerlifting was also a big thing. And then, you know, our older brother, Anthony was really into powerlifting and doing that competitively. So I say all of this because in my mind, I've just never really questioned as a woman, whether or not I should be lifting weights. It was just always something that we did. And then when I went off to university, I continued to work out and, you know, also was in sports. Yeah. Both of us have an undergraduate in kinesiology, which is the study of human movement. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of exercise physiology and things like that involved. And then I became a personal trainer before I ever got into medicine. I was doing that. So it's always been a part of my life. And I think in many ways have taken for granted the knowledge that I have Mm -hmm. and the confidence that I have around lifting weights. Cause I can walk into a gym know what to do. And I don't get intimidated. I often lift weights. Well, in where I go to the gym now on the Island, uh, it's often maybe me and maybe another woman and like oh, 10 yeah. guys yeah. lifting weights. Yeah. So I'm just, it doesn't bother me, but I can understand that for many women, that's intimidating yeah. and they don't know what to do because yeah. they don't have the same experience. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to say about your experience with it? before we go into more muscle. I feel like our experience is similar, but uh, I didn't really get into lifting weights until university. I was always more of a cardio person, not necessarily that I didn't like, you know, Mm -hmm. want to build muscle, but I always enjoyed running. And then I don't think I really got into like actually specifically going and doing weightlifting sessions at the gym until university. Mm Mm-hmm. I think too, my motivation for lifting weights has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. And this will be a good segue into like muscle and why muscle is medicine. 
and like go back into you know the different things we we're talking about with vitality increasing mm-hmm. energy and anti-aging and all the things that muscle offers us but you know when I was younger it was more vanity a hundred percent it was yeah. about like looking good yeah and though obviously I think everyone still cares about that as we age especially but there's more to it now it's more there's more to it now because for me and we'll get into this more in a second when we talk about the anti-aging bit but for me now especially with the health journey I'm on muscle just offers like and weightlifting offers so much for my health Mm -hmm. and like functional fitness like Mm -hmm. keeping my agility and keeping my strength I just think it's so important I obviously still care about you know, (laughs) the other things too, but I think the aging, anti-aging bit is a big part of it. Yeah. But let's, let's dive into that. So firstly, talking about muscle, we're talking about lean muscle mass. So your skeletal muscle, which is an organ system. And a lot of people don't know this. They just think of like muscle, like, you know, like your biceps, your triceps, like your quads, like your skeleton. They don't view it as an organ. They don't view it as an organ or organ system. And, you know, it is, and it makes up a huge amount of your body mass, like 45, 50% more, like 45, 50%, I would say roughly for like an average person, but someone who actively is, you know, working to put on muscle, it can be greater than that. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're, you know, have a higher percentage of body fat, that would, ratio would change a little bit. But regardless, the point is like you're half muscle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. There's like a, it's a huge organ system yeah. and it is not separate from your other organ systems. So no. it's not like it lives in isolation and you're just like, well, here's my muscles. And it mm-hmm. doesn't in any way have to do with my endocrine system, like my hormones or my cardiovascular oh, system. Some of your organs are made of muscle. <laughs> it's Yeah, your uterus. But yeah, so it's just this idea that our muscles are intricately connected to many other systems. And so, for example, if I'm talking to someone and helping them balance their hormones or you know, even like, getting pregnant, like there's so many things that having healthy lean body mass can help with like the amount of chronic illnesses that you can help either prevent or Mm -hmm. heal just by having lean body mass and working on your metabolic health. It's, it's astounding, right? Like if you think about diabetes, if you think about blood pressure, if you like, there's just like so many things. Yeah. So I go into that in detail, like in the master classes that I teach, but like in the nest and and the other programs, sacred body. So I, I'm not going to go into it huge here, but I just want to make that point that there is this huge, massive connection, especially for example, with hormones. Like I think specifically like PCOS patients that, that I treat, like one of the biggest things with PCOS is balancing your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest ways to do that is to build lean body mass because your muscle acts like a glucose sink. I was going to say your metabolism, your muscle. Yeah, exactly. First point is that, you know, we're a lot of our body mass is muscle. It's an organ system and it's highly connected to so many, like there's not one system in your body that lives in isolation, Mm-mm. right? It's all connected. Everything's it's connected. Yeah. It's a whole. So let's dive into a little bit about muscle as being your best friend when it comes to anti-aging. And then I want to go into weight loss and energy. So firstly, when it comes to anti-aging, again, I'll make the point that there are many women, not all women, but there are many women, especially those that I speak with who are concerned about aging. Yeah. Right. It's hard not to be at this age. I mean, these 
this day and age, because I mean, bombarded all the time in media, social media, everywhere. You go to the grocery store, you see things about Botox on the magazines at the checkout. So I mean, it's hard not to have it in the back of your head, but. Well, it's hard not to, (laughs) it's hard not to get the message that it's somehow a bad thing too, right? Like we're being bombarded with all of these anti-aging messages Mm -hmm. of like, and, and the subliminal like message behind that is you don't want to age because getting old or is just bad. going to get yourself some facial creams at the, wherever you get it, a website, your store, you're going to see every cream is going to offer, Oh, this, this will help decrease your wrinkles. This will help mm-hmm. plump this. So, I mean, you're getting it even when you're trying to buy yeah. yourself some skincare. And the hilarious thing is that we do all age and we will all get old. And at some point we will all pass on. Yeah. <laughs> so it is n- inevitable. When we talk about aging and muscle, one of the important things for people, I think, to understand, and many people don't know this, is that muscle loss um, is a normal part of aging. Mm -hmm. It's called sarcopenia, which means it's Greek for poverty of flesh. That's what it means. And so the process of muscle loss, like when would you think it would start? Like 50s, 60s? I would say, I don't know, 60s, 70s. So it starts in your thirties. It can start actually a little earlier than that, but this idea of like sarcopenia and losing muscle mass as we age begins in our thirties and every decade afterwards, there's a a loss up to 8% per decade until you get to about your seventies. And then it's like 15%. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's a significant loss of muscle mass that happens as we age. And so the issue with losing muscle as we age is obviously you lose strength, but also frailty, right? Like, um, I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about, you know, this idea of like many people as they age, there's this fear of falling Mm -hmm. and breaking their hip or something like that. Yes. Okay. Bone density plays a huge role into that, but also, so does muscle mass and muscle strength, right. Mm -hmm. And, and muscle stability. There was um, in the coaching call that we just did for Sacred Body yesterday, one of the women was saying she sails competitively. And she was saying that just from lifting weights, just getting back to it for a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and she already feels more stable when she's sailing. And so just like the stability in your joints, yeah, like that's huge, right? And that's Mm going to obviously prevent falling. So I know if like someone's listening to this and they're in their 20s or 30s or 40s, whatever, they may be thinking, well, I don't have to worry about that yet Mm -hmm. but if you think about the fact that muscle loss begins as early as in your 30s up to eight percent a decade now too probably well it's life insurance yeah and continue on with it yeah so huge so there's that there's this idea of like you know fighting against the frailty and wanting to stay strong. There's this woman I follow on Instagram. I forget her name. I don't even know how I found her. It was, I don't know, some hashtag that I follow. She didn't start lifting weights until she was in her late fifties. And she's now in, she's now early sixties and she's insane. Like it looks amazing. Like she's like, or she looks amazing. Like it's the, the significant difference in her physique that (laughs) happened like from you know in her 50s into her 60s she's looked better now than she did and it's been almost 10 years and like seeing this woman who's like 63 like doing burpees and like 
squatting and, yeah. you know, deadlifting more than her body weight. It's so inspiring. And she did not lift weights until she hadn't picked up a barbell yeah. until she was in her late fifties. Yeah. So yeah. it's never too late to start. Yeah. There's also, I think it's National Geographic. There's a, a program with Chris Hainsworth, you know, mm-hmm. the guy that does Thor. Yeah. And I think it's called Limitless. Yeah. Yes. I've heard of it. Yeah. I've watched a few of the episodes with my son. And anyways, he has this one and it's all about strength. And there's a woman in her eighties bodybuilding Mm -hmm. and competitively bodybuilding, like doing, you know, the competitions and wearing the bikini and the heels. And I mean, that whole thing, I have a lot of problems with, yeah, <laughs> with no, that, but, that um, but not her doing, doing it. it, not her doing, I just mean like that industry there's, yeah. you know, if you talk about toxic diet culture, there's definitely some parts of that that are toxic. Yeah. However, my point in bringing her up as an example is again, she didn't start until I think she had always kind of worked out, but it's this idea of when you think of an 80 year old woman, you don't think of someone on a stage in a bikini flexing her biceps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So it's again, just this, like making the point that age is nothing but a number Mm -hmm. and it's all about your mentality and believing that you can do it Yeah, and how you treat your body. Exactly. And so I just find it really inspiring because I I love seeing people defying (laughs) the odds or like going against the The norm. Yeah. And so I I love that. I love those examples of, you know, women who didn't start lifting and until they were, you know, midlife or beyond. Because I I feel like a lot of people will perhaps use age as an excuse. Yeah. And think, well, I'm too old for that. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. (laughs) You're not too old for that. And it's just a matter of starting slow and having good form and, you know, either getting a personal trainer or, you know, doing it in a way that you're not going to hurt yourself. And once you begin to gain strength, then it's like you're off to the races. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so muscle is a massive anti-aging tool that we have. And I would say, you know, again, like going back to chronic illness, not only does it prevent like having muscle, not only does it prevent a lot of these chronic degenerative illnesses, but it also helps treat them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you can reverse type two diabetes I have done this with patients, reverse type two diabetes with diet and building muscle. Mm -hmm. So like, and and there's just so much out there with like hormones, like going through menopause or perimenopause with more muscle on your body. It's smoother sailing Yeah, because of all of the things that muscle benefits, not just blood sugar, you know, mitochondria, which are the little powerhouses, the energy producing powerhouses in your muscle and other cells. And so it's this idea that the more muscle you have, the more mitochondria you're going to have, the more mitochondria you have, the more energy you're producing, the more energy you're going to have. So that was one of the things that I have found this last while I've shared, you know, on this podcast about my healing journey and dealing with fatigue. And I, again, like I've lifted weights almost my whole life. Yeah. And there was a point where the fatigue was so bad, I couldn't get to the gym. And that was really hard on me mentally because Mm -hmm. lifting weights for me is like meditative. And I noticed that when I wasn't lifting weights, my energy was worse. And so even on days where I was like so tired, even if I just went and did one or two sets of something, I still did it. And so then when it just kind of like snowballed, right? Because as I was like, you know, my muscles were working and I was building more muscle again and exercising that way and like really working on my mitochondrial health, then my energy was getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And then of course, because no system or or like organ system in your body exists in isolation, 
then it was having a positive feedback on hormones mm-hmm. and like all these other things and yeah and digestion again another big yeah. uh, influence uh, muscle has a big influence on digestion so yeah there is as an anti-aging tool it's huge and then like you know for preventing chronic illness vitality mm-hmm. maintaining vitality maintaining your strength stability of joints all of that yeah, posture everything so but also when you think about from the vanity perspective you know i think just of like you, you mentioned posture but also when it comes to sagging skin and things like yeah, that i was just thinking that muscle fills out your frame yep right it gives your body shape so instead of you know you often see people who are aging men and women it looks like their their skin is just sagging off their shoulders. Do you know what I mean? That look, mm-hmm. but it's a skinny fat look. Yeah, and it's not just older people. There's a lot of young, young people, people who that too. have that skinny fat yeah. look too. And it's this idea of like you were saying, like when you have muscle, when you I mean, obviously everybody has muscle. You couldn't walk if you didn't have muscle. But we're talking about significantly, you know, like building lean body mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it adds scaffolding. Yes. <laughs> like it, yes. it adds shape. It adds shape. It gives you that toned look. I, it's so funny when women will say to me that they want to, they'll come to me and they'll ask me to help them lose weight. And they'll say, I want to lose weight, but I'm, they don't want to lift weights, but they, they want to look toned. So and I'm like, you them. cannot look toned if you're not lifting weights. Yeah. <laughs> you have, Cause it's the muscle underneath the, you know, the soft tissue, like your fat and, and whatever your skin, it's the muscle underneath that gives you that toned look. Yeah right? It's, it's literally what's filling you out and um, adding that it's how you sculpt your physique is by adding muscle. So there's that too, right? I think that when it comes to anti-aging, it's, you'll get a bitter, bigger bang for your buck (laughs) from building muscle than you will from all the, you know, the crazy things like the surgeries and whatever else, or even Botox. So which paralyzes muscles. (laughs) So I'm not saying that don't go do Botox. I'm just saying don't rely just on Botox. (laughs) I'm just saying there's a huge benefit to lifting weights. And a lot of women will spend a lot of money on creams and things like that. I'm repeating myself, but it's a point that I want to really drive home. But when you can go lift weights for free Mm -hmm. and, you know, get tremendous benefit. Yeah. And people who look younger than their years are people who stay fit and lift weights. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on from the topic of anti-aging, let's talk about weight. So you were saying that you did a lot of cardio versus weights. Yeah. Well, I've just, I think I always just enjoyed it more, but I always did weights with it. Mm -hmm. Like it was never just one thing. Like, for example, instead of just going, I mean, I went through, I experimented with different things, different types of workouts, just as I know you have. Yeah. Like I went through phases where I might've only done cardio or I did just hit workouts or, you know, or just heavy lifting. Like I know there was like one year in my university where I know our older brother had moved to Halifax and he showed me how to do power lifting. So I got really hardcore into that, but no, I've always done some sort of weightlifting, maybe not always heavy, but using weights. Yeah. It's been my experience that most women, and again, I think this is marketing and just how things have been culturally. Most women feel uh, more drawn to, or just have more experience with cardio versus Uh it's easier. I mean, walk into a gym right now 
<laughs> and the majority of uh, people in the cardio area will be women and the majority of people in the weight room will be men. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that's, you know, yeah. I hope that's not the case yeah. for most people, but that's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, when it comes to mus- or comes to weight loss and your metabolic health, again, strength training, resistance training, and building muscle is superior. Yeah. And the reason why is this, because, and I'm not, well, I don't want to bash cardio and, and we'll get to the benefits of that in a minute. But when it comes to like benefiting your metabolic health, mm-hmm. having lean body mass, like having uh, muscle mass is how you do that. Yeah. That is literally the engine of your metabolism. And so if like a lot of people will think their metabolism is broken, no, it may just, (laughs) you can't break your metabolism. It can either be slow down or rev up. Mm -hmm. And when you build lean body mass, muscle is expensive, metabolically expensive tissue, meaning you have to feed it. Yeah. I was going to say, you need to feed that. Your body needs to feed that somehow, right? Yes. So whether that's your fat stores, the food you're eating, Exactly. And so you have your BMR or your basal metabolic rate, which is Mm -hmm. you know, just your, your, it's your metabolism, right. Just to keep you alive and how much energy it costs, like how many calories it costs to keep you alive. Having more lean body mass increases that meaning you can eat more, (laughs) right. It takes more calories. And so one of the best tools then when you are looking to reduce body fat, and again, thinking about the sculpting Mm-hmm. benefits of of lean body mass and building muscle yeah. that's where like i think resistance training is just king yeah. or queen so it's this you know it increases your resting metabolic rate so you can go lift weights and do like a weightlifting session or, res- or a strength training session and though you may not be burning as many calories in that workout as you would say in from a spin class yeah. the burn that you have 24 hours afterwards yes. is going to be greater than you will get from the cardio that mm-hmm. you've done so let me repeat that so say like you do 30 minutes of a spin class right yeah. and you're going to burn i don't know like what 300 calories or something yeah. let's just say so there's a, a great metabolic burn or caloric burn in that session and you'll feel, you know, drenched in sweat and you'll be so happy with yourself. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. You're going to go lift weights for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. right? You may not burn as many calories. And you might not even break a sweat, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the caloric burn after the fact yes. and the rise in your basal metabolic rate will be greater. And so overall in the next 24 hours, mm-hmm. you will have burnt more calories than you would have from doing that cardio. Yeah. And so there is a huge benefit to that because obviously, cause you're just like boosting your metabolism. You don't get the same metabolic effect from cardio mm-hmm. often too. what I find is women will do way too much cardio and that stresses their body. Mm-hmm. So they'll the body will, pre, um, their body will be producing stress hormone cortisol mm-hmm. from, you know, from doing a lot of and their body will hang on to everything it has. Yeah, well, that's what happens. So basically what happens is our bodies naturally produce cortisol in a response to stress and exercise is it's a stress, yeah. right? So there is a certain amount of cortisol that your body's just going to produce naturally uh, in response to exercise. 
But if you are getting on a treadmill or a stair step or whatever, and you are pounding yourself into the ground for mm-hmm. 45 minutes, an hour or beyond, yeah. the like proportionally, the amount of cortisol that you're going to be producing compared to, you know, doing a session of weightlifting, that cardio is, it's going to be significantly more stress put on the body. Mm-hmm. And what I see happen, especially in women, you know, as they, you know, get towards late thirties, forties and beyond is then they wonder why they're not losing weight, but they're doing all of this cardio. And the reason why is because they're producing so much cortisol and then they start getting body, like the belly fat. Yeah. And it's from the cortisol and that's like the hormonal like connection. Yeah. But if they did less cardio, like just pulled that back and lifted weights and focused on building lean body mass, Mm -hmm. the irony is, is they're, you know, they'll actually lose the weight because the stress hormones are coming down. They're going to get more hormonal balance and their basal metabolic rate is going up. And therefore their body's tapping into those yeah. fat stores. And again, not to diss cardio because cardio has its own benefits as far as like improving your cardiovascular health, et cetera. But when it comes to weight loss, I really feel like, especially if you're someone who's having trouble losing weight. And as you know, I've talked about the yes. fact that I've been, you know, dealing with my own weight gain through my health journey and how it was a side effect of some stuff that I was dealing with, but I, I just think that it's superior. Yeah. I mean, even myself, when I think about, I mean, so I just had my fourth kid. So I've dealt with, you know, losing weight each postpartum journey. And I always start back into my exercise with a little bit of running first. And then I add hit workouts and I never really notice a change until I do like hit workouts. So just so people know, I don't go to a gym right now. It's just not in my, I th- I'm going to interrupt you for two seconds. So hit is high intensity interval training. Yes. That's what that stands for. I just yeah. assume everybody nowadays. That's what it is. <laughs> it's okay. Keep going. I can't go to a gym right now with four young kids anyways. So I work out at home and we just have, you know, dumbbells and resistant bands, but I don't notice a change in my weight or in my shape of my body. Cause the weight, I don't care how much I weigh, just how I fit in my clothes. I don't really notice a change until I've added in the weights. Yeah, I agree. I can go do spin classes and, you know, do all the cardio. It does not, it's not mm-hmm. the same as like the, and I feel it in my metabolism yeah. because then I'm just like, I can eat a lot more yeah. and I can feel, I can actually feel when I'm losing weight. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a feeling I get in my face. It's, yeah. This is kind of strange, but yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel good after I've gone and done a run. It motivates me to eat healthy, drink more water and whatnot. Well, the endorphins alone yeah. from but, the workout, but to see a change in weight and in body shape, I don't see it until I've added in weight. Yeah. I think you brought up another important point that I want to you know, touch on because in order to build muscle, you need to stimulate the muscle to create growth. And so obviously you stimulate the muscle by picking up something that's heavy and putting it back down. (laughs) So if you're listening to this and the thought of like going into a gym and doing squats or deadlifts, you're like, I don't even know what those are. And that seems very intimidating. You don't have to start with that. Like, no, I mean, my last, after I had my last baby before this one, I think I just, someone sent me a challenge on YouTube and I just, and I think I used the same dumbbells for most of it and a skipping rope 
You don't need anything. You can just follow along on a video and it tells you exactly what to do. Exactly. So there's many different ways to do this. Like the women in sacred body right now, I was, you know, sharing and it was in the nest too. I did, you know, muscle as medicine as a masterclass. And it was like, okay, now get started. And here's all the ways that you can, like, there's so many different apps out there. I love Emily sky. I just think she's, she's, she's funny and she's really great. And I like following her journey, like the journey that she went through. She's had two babies and, you know, her postpartum and watching it real time Mm -hmm. as she was transforming her body by lifting weights. Uh, I thought that was really inspiring. I like her, her app. She has like, I'm not in any way endorsing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not affiliated with it. Just ones you've used and like, it's, it's one that I personally use. I'll go in and use that sometimes. I often will just make up my own workouts, but when I'm bored or, you know, I need to switch things up, I'll go in and grab some of her workouts, but I like hers too, because she has beginners. She has postpartum, she has, you know, pregnancy and advanced So like, regardless of where you're at, Mm -hmm. she has something for you. The other one is that you and I both use is the sweat app. The sweat app. It's good. I know they have like pregnancy and postpartum and they have all kinds of things. They've got like the hit workouts, they've got weightlifting. There's another app I was going to try actually this postpartum period. It's called the Wilma app and it Wilma it's called Wilma yeah W-I-L-M-A I think anyways it's uh all about weightlifting and stuff like that oh I'll have to check that one out and of course there's like you know Nike fitness and there's there's a lot out there there's you need to get an app you can just go on YouTube well this is what I was going to say so the app is one option there's also like you can go on YouTube and you can get a bunch of stuff for free and then you know just even like searching up like looking on like Googling, like different things, right? Like different weightlifting programs and, or go hire a personal trainer or magazines often have six week workout plans. Yeah, exactly. So there's many different options for someone at all different skill levels, Mm -hmm. like novice beginner to someone who may have done it in the past was an athlete and they want to get back into it. Or if you're someone listening who regularly lifts and you're just wanting to switch things up, you know, we all um, have brain fog and meet new ideas. (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yeah I just I think it's really important I see the role that it plays not only in my life and my healing journey but also that for my patients and the significant role that it plays in balancing hormones blood sugar stamina vitality energy blood pressure cardiovascular health like just there's so many benefits Mm -hmm. to building muscle through resistance training and having lean body mass on our bodies. And then of course, I want to touch on, you know, it's not just about the muscle, obviously, like when you build muscle or you work like at building lean body mass through resistance training, you are improving your bone density as well. Right. And um, building stability on your joints and all those other things. But also I wanted to mention about feeding the muscle, right. And how important protein is. Cause that's, also goes hand in hand with this. A lot of women under eat protein. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of women under eat actually, especially yes. when they're trying to lose weight, they will significantly cut calories. Yeah. But to a point where they're creating too much of a deficit and then yeah. their metabolism slows down to compensate, mm-hmm. right. Versus just creating a smaller deficit and um, lifting weights and that's kind of, you know, well, that is a better way to go. So, but when it comes to feeding muscle, obviously protein is what we need to build the muscle. And a lot of women 
significantly under eat protein. Mm-hmm. I'm a big carnivore. I've mentioned that before. I was plant-based for a while and that did not serve me. My body really didn't like it. Uh, I was full vegan for a little bit. Then I got really sick. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, I'm not saying that you can't build muscle and that you can't get enough protein on a plant-based diet, but you have to work harder for it. And you'll have to supplement with things like B12 and zinc and things like that uh, just in general, but to get the protein requirements for you in order to build muscle it's just harder to do it through plant-based doesn't mean it's impossible. It's just harder. And you want to aim for 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. Mm -hmm. I tell my patients, like you want 20 to 30 grams with breakfast is ideal too, just to help with blood sugar throughout the day. But if you can do that uh, 20 to 30 grams with every meal, that would be ideal. I actually eat more than that right now because I'm in a muscle building phase Mm -hmm. and, you know, with my health goals, what I'm trying to do, I get about 130 to 150 grams of protein a day. That's a lot of protein, Mm -hmm. but it makes me feel amazing. And I'm feel very strong. So, so if you're wondering how much protein to eat, So you're wanting to do about 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal, or just like overall in general, like I was saying, I'm doing about 130 to 150 grams a day, but one gram per kilogram of body weight is like minimal. So if you're 65 kilograms, that's how much you weigh, convert that to pounds or whatever, but that's like one gram per kilogram. So that's 65 grams of protein that you'd want to aim for. Mm -hmm. So Again, I think obviously the most bioavailable and uh, easiest way to do it is through animal sources. But if you're someone listening to this and you are vegan or um, plant-based, you can do it. It's just, you have to be more diligent Mm -hmm. about really like looking at your plant-based sources and making sure you're getting it into you. A lot of people will do it through protein powders, you know, making sure that they're topping it up. So yeah. So when it comes to the nutrition and feeding the muscle, protein is where it's at. Mm -hmm. Obviously feeding your muscle with glycogen and, you know, the sugar, like carbohydrates and Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff is important too, but protein is obviously needed to maintain muscle mass and, and build it. Yeah. So I guess the only other thing I really wanted to mention when it comes to muscle is a, the confidence that you get when you lift weights. Yeah. Like if you think like the mind body part of this and, and, uh, more the mental emotional part of having muscle. I think there is something just inherently, um, like powerful that happens when you lift weights, you just feel more confident. You carry yourself differently. You feel, I feel like I can conquer the world when I'm lifting heavy in the gym. It does. It does give you some sort of sense of, I don't know, being powerful. Yeah which I think is really important. Oh, we have a little baby newborn here in the background. Yeah, yeah she's right. grunting in the background. She's like, I can lift heavy. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, mood, right? If you think about neurotransmitters and the endorphins and like dopamine and like all of the things that are improved from mm-hmm. just exercise in general, yes. Yeah, I was gonna say just exercise in general, but I mean, some people might think you only get it from cardio, but you don't. Yeah. People talk about like runners high and and obviously that's like, you know, across the mark, right? Like it's not just runners high. (laughs) You can from lifting weights and stuff as well. So just exercise in general, but there is something about just feeling more confident. And I think there's something really powerful about this idea of like being able to shape and change our bodies and doing that, like sculpting our bodies through lifting weights. Again, 
you may want to look a certain way, or you may just want yeah. to feel strong and be able to carry your groceries yes. <laughs> or your suitcase yeah, as you're going through the airport, keep up with your kids, lifting your toddler. Yeah. So I think it's really important. So I guess in summary, what we want to say, why muscle matters, A, it's one of your best anti-agers, right? For stability yeah. of joints, preventing disease, healing disease, yeah. <laughs> providing beautiful scaffolding yeah. uh, in that toned Aches look, like just so many, so many benefits. So keeping your metabolism yeah. humming as you age and guarding against sarcopenia and the muscle loss that just naturally happens as mm-hmm. we age. So there's so many things there with the anti-aging. Second thing, second major point, major takeaway is that it is your best friend when it comes to wanting to reduce body fat. Um, obviously cardio is wonderful too, but I really think that the major contributor to your metabolic health Mm -hmm. is, uh, strength training because it builds lean body mass. So the third thing So there's, you know, we talked about anti-aging and then weights. The third thing or losing weight is your vitality and the tremendous benefit. If you are someone who has that mid-afternoon slump or you're having a hard time with energy, um, like just feeling low energy in general, lifting weights could majorly help you. Obviously you want to see your physician and make sure there's not not something underlying happening with your thyroid or a deficiency, et cetera. But all that said, I've had many patients tell me that when they're strength training and, and we've gotten them strength training for different reasons, but, and I even had a few women on the coaching call in sacred body this week, say this too, just about how they've seen an increase in their energy mm-hmm. and the improvement and feeling. Yeah. yeah. Obviously there's still a natural ebb and flow to our energy. We're cyclical beings and there's a cyclical nature to our energy, mm-hmm. not just monthly, but also, you know, 24 hours in our day and to feel a little lower energy in the afternoon is normal, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking like people who are having a really hard time, like getting through the day without caffeine um, or sugar or whatever, lifting weights significantly helps with that. And then, yeah. So vitality and then confidence and mood, improving those significantly. And, you know, again, for many reasons, the, you know, the dopamine, the endorphins, different Mm -hmm. things, confidence. And then of course we want to focus on protein because uh, that's what feeds our muscles and, and helps us maintain our lean body mass. So if you're listening to this and you are someone who is already lifting weights, amazing, keep going. This is positive reinforcement. You're, yeah. doing, you're doing great things. If you are someone listening to this and the weight room intimidates you, we want to encourage you to get started and you don't have to go into the gym and, and lift, like, you, you know, know do squats. At the gym feel the same way. So you're not alone. <laughs> That is true. Um, But there are many different ways to get started, whether that's through an app or YouTube video or going to see a personal trainer. And you don't have to go to a gym. You can do it in like in your own home. At home, at the park, with a friend at their house. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. At some point, especially if you're doing progressive overload to build build muscle, uh, at some point you'll need heavier heavy enough weights often to have like their group fitness rooms that aren't always being used that you can take dumbbells and whatnot into that yes you're usually or a woman's only yeah like a lot of good lives for example will have a women's only get more comfortable being at the gym yeah exactly and one more point i want to speak to before we wrap this up is this fear of getting bulky oh yes Like a lot of women will not want to lift weights because they're afraid that they will get too big. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, 
unless you have a huge amount of testosterone, it's not going to happen. Any women that you see that are very bulky are usually taking some sort of supplement that helps them with that. I was going to say they're usually taking steroids or yeah, exactly. Like doing something to augment that. Yeah right? Because they want to be, we don't have the hormones in our bodies to no, we don't muscle mass like that. Just to give you perspective, what am I up to 450 pounds on my leg press? Yeah. And my legs are getting smaller. <laughs> so, cause I'm losing the body fat or, you know, like my bench press, I'm at like 150 pounds. I'm not telling you that you have to go do this. I've been doing this for a while, but it's just to point out that, you know, I don't look like a man. You don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, (laughs) don't look like Arnold. But what I'm saying is, it's like, as you progress, you will need, you know, to lift heavier weights to stimulate the muscle growth. And so don't be afraid of getting, yeah, you need to continue to challenge it. So don't be afraid of like, you're not going to get, you're not going to look like Arnold. (laughs) So, So yeah. So go lift heavy, go pick up something heavy and put it back down and, (laughs) and building body mass it will do you a world of good. So that is what we wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about why muscle matters and how muscle is medicine. Mm -hmm. And if you are someone listening to this and you want to know more and you want some help with this, um, I encourage you to reach out to me. Uh, I address this in depth in my program called Sacred Body. And I will be running it again this fall. It's a three-month program. Mm-hmm. I'm running one right now, and I'll be doing it again this fall if you want to join. But also, we talk about this in the nest. And then, of course, you can work with me personally. So, yeah. So, go check out the links in my show notes if you're interested in working with me. But most of all, get out there and pick up something heavy. Yep. Go enjoy a workout. <laughs> Conversation. Thank you for joining us. And Elise, congratulations oh, on your new little baby. Yeah. Now we'll be joining the workout world. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to be doing your postpartum workouts. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nest Podcast. If you're a woman who's interested in reclaiming your health and well-being holistically, then I'd love to work with you. My passion is helping women reconnect with their intuition and sacred feminine blueprint so they can heal their bodies. If any of the topics from this episode resonated with you and you'd like to know more about how you can work with me, then check out my programs via my website link below in the show notes or pop over to my Instagram to say hello. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.